Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hello, welcome back. This is great. Uh, today, Zach and I are looking at life and just uh, discussing what's going on. And it's been uh, a chance for us to sit down and chat with you about some of the things that are going on. So, hey, welcome. Hi. Hi. We, uh, it's been a week and man, has it ever been a week? It's hard to believe that we just celebrated Easter. Yeah. Uh, we've entered into another uh, emergency break phase Ooh. and uh, everything seems to be changing so quick and so fast. And uh, it just seems like it's been a really full week. Have you found that? Mm-hmm. Sure. I think so. I think so. Oh, I, I think know. it has been it's all blur. It's all blur. Oh. Yeah. What a, what a crazy journey this has been. And I just think, uh, I didn't know where we were going to go today. And then, um, this past week, the, uh, there was a new episode of the chosen that came out. Season two has started. Season two has started. And it was, uh, something that you saw first and you're like, Hey, you got to watch this really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a few things in there that I thought really spoke to me. Um, so first of all, okay. We want to talk about The Chosen a little bit again, but we're not going to do it like we did the first time. So if you have not watched it, if you do not plan on watching it, that's okay. You will still be able to follow along just fine. We're going to mostly just pull out the themes we liked and talk about those. And it's like more than more than listenable. Is that the word? I made a word that <laughs> if you haven't watched the episode. So it's sure. not like it's not a prerequisite in any way. Um, it will not ruin anything. It will not, it will not like not make sense. It'll be totally fine. No. Yeah. Um, but we do recommend that you watch it because it's super amazing. It was really interesting. And literally one of my, right now, probably one of my favorite shows like ever. Yeah. Like it's really good. So it's really well done. The character development has been fantastic. Really good. Yeah. Uh, watching how they develop the characters of, um, of Matthew. And John, now they're they're pushing more into John and James than they did the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really Matthew and Peter the first time, or Peter Peter Simon Simon Peter, yeah, guy. Uh, yep. But yeah, really fantastic. Uh, there was a couple of things that happened in the episode. And quick, quick synopsis first. Oh, I'm really? Sure. You off here, but no, go ahead. Let's do a quick synopsis so people who didn't watch know what we're talking about. Sure. And if you watched it and you're confused, then you'll also know. Okay. Because I was one of those people. Oh, really? Sort of at first. First so, like 10 minutes, I'm like, where is this in the Bible? Okay. Yeah. So do you want to touch on that? I don't know. Do you want to just give a quick synopsis and then what Basically, you? the whole episode is just like Jesus in Samaria. And usually that's like brushed over in like a, a verse or two in most of the, most of the gospels. So uh, it's basically just like him teaching, uh, healing, preaching, whatever throughout Samaria and doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a couple parables that they like show or like touch on that he does say in the Bible. Right. So that's, I'm pretty much, uh, yeah. It. Like, I, I guess so. Yeah. There's like, obviously, Thomas, Thomas joins yeah, the group like, of disciples. Um, there's eight, eight disciples and eight of them some, right now. some women have joined him that are following him, Mary and Rama. Yeah. And- Basically all you need to know is that if you have watched it, most of this episode is creatively 
thought of based on what could have been like at the time. Most of it is sure. not like a direct uh, display of what the we know happened. Right. It's a display of what we very much could have happened. Right. And, and it's John trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to write their memoirs. And so yeah. we flash back into John's memory. Yeah, which is really cool. So this is a story where we're going to get to see John mm-hmm. because we're living through John's memories. And he's trying yeah. to figure out, he wants to write a, 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 the memoir and Matthew's already started his memoir. So this is after Jesus has died. And, uh, and, and they're just kind of reflecting on it. And yeah. how do we go about this? And uh, John's like, I, don't, I just don't know how to start. Right. So now, what's it out to you? Well, I guess we'll start there with the word. Okay. It's really interesting how John is trying to figure it out. And as he's sitting there and trying to think about it, there's a storm going on outside his house. And every time the thunder goes, he, he's sentimental because Jesus called him a son of thunder. Mm. And, uh, and it was kind of a, a nick, it was his nickname that Jesus called him son of thunder. And I thought it was really neat that um, he settles on the word. Is the son of thunder thing in the Bible? What in all of them, like it's just a, a throw off at one point where just he calls calls them yeah James and John oh, nice. the the Boengers or something like there's oh, okay. some word and it means son thunder. of okay. sons of thunder literally Thor literally Thor he calls them <laughs> Thor yes okay it's anyway. interchangeable each one of them got to be Thor right. but move on uh, and in <laughs> in the show he says you're like a storm on on the sea. Right. Like when it just kind of comes up and it's all bluster and thunder. He's like, that's who you are. You're the, you're sons of thunder. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was really neat how John is wrestling with, how do I start this? He wants to go back to the very beginning and everyone else has done like this list of names and -and so-and-so begat Mm so-and-so. He's like, no, like it just has to be something more that Jesus is more than just that. I loved how he picked that, that's that creative God began in the beginning. What's the word? What's the word? Mm -hmm. But he goes right back to the beginning of the Bible with like in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. It's really cool because to him, Jesus is that creative God. And he is the God of creation as well as the word. And they talk about how the Greeks use the word word. They use that logos word Uh to understand creation, to understand logic and meaning in the world, but also that there's order and there's purpose and there's so much more to that word for the Greek population. Right. Um, And the Greeks, you know, have, have this influence over the Jewish society through the Romans the Romans loved the Greek way of thinking, and so it became very much a part of that time and, and place. And so it was it's just really fascinating how he's exploring that. Mm-hmm. And then we have this fantastic in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And all things were created through the word. Nothing is that wasn't spoken yeah. through that word. And so he's co-opted, he's taken that cultural logos and said, this is, this is Jesus. It's like, uh, you see Paul when he's in, in Athens arguing with the philosophers, he's like, I know the unnamed God that you have a statue to, that you've created an altar to. He's like, 
this is it. This mm. is the one who created all gods, who, who's over everything. Right. And it just seems to be a, um, yeah, I just love that. I love that. And I, and I thought it was, it was something that we can very much understand and identify today. Everything is about clever arguments and trying to figure out how do we, you know, engage our friends and our teachers and our studies and, and our neighbors with God. And we're always trying to figure out what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? Yeah. How do I, I guess for me, it just is like so real right now because we're like, how do we share our faith in a world where they just want to fight about everything Yeah. and everything has its its own little soapbox that's standing on. It's like, <laughs> I, I just, I don't even know how to approach somebody without offending them. I don't know how to approach somebody without sounding like, I don't know what I'm talking about. And then, oh yeah, I believe in the word, like not just the word, but the word that gives meaning, the word that gives hope and the word that gives purpose and, uh, and reason. Divine reason. D- divine said? reason yeah. is what John says in, in the, the thing. And it's like, that is, where I've put my hope in. I don't have to know what I'm going to say. I have the word that lives in me mm. and will speak out of me. So I thought that was a really cool, I've completely left that <laughs> our TV show behind um, and moving just into like, this is what it means to me right now. And I think mm. it can be an encouragement. If you're listening to this, be encouraged that the word is in you, that God, the son who created the heavens and the earth who is, is there and through creation and spoken into being is speaking through you. Mm-hmm. And when you go to your neighbor or your friend or your teacher uh, or your, your coworkers, that word is going to speak and create in them. Right. So I, I thought that was amazing. I, I, and I went way probably deeper than they ever meant to, <laughs> but it, it just resonated to me in, in that way. And, Oh, what else? There was a point where Jesus is, is just like, I'm not going to try and convince you or force you to carry or behave like one of my people. You don't follow me. I'm not making you f- do the things that those that follow me would do. Right. And it's like, yeah, I have to remember that. Like, not everyone's going to believe. Not everyone's going to come to him. And not everyone has to pick up their cross and follow Jesus until they've chosen to follow Jesus. And yeah. Well, he says he asks a lot of those who follow, but he asks nothing of those who don't, right? Yeah. Something like that. Or, or little. I ask little of those that don't. Right. He just asks, do you believe? Do yeah. you believe? Then follow me. Like, wow. It just was really, it was really powerful. It was really something that resonated. Like, I don't have to determine and win that argument. Hmm. I just have to speak and God will speak through me. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're wondering, how do I talk to people? Just start talking. Uh, what else did you get? What else did I get? Uh, was was amazing to see how the animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans ran both ways. Mm. Um, they hated each other equally. And at one point... What is that bit uh, like from? Is there, how, it's just where does history. that go back to? But like, it goes all a- the way back to the, um, the exile when Israel was taken away. And... Oh, okay. uh, Judah, Judea, Judah remained behind. Mm-hmm. So David's kingdom stayed with the king and the kingdom of Israel was taken into exile. And the Assyrians at the time would repopulate, like they would assimilate and repopulate. Mm. 
So they would take the population away mm-hmm. and then repopulate that with people from all across the empire. So you were coming in and there was this Jewish belief that was there, but we were also adding people from all over Africa and the Middle East and you know as far away as, as Pakistan and India. Like our Samaritan, is that a specific group of people or is that just a general? So Israel was renamed to Samaria and it was a city in that area region that it was named after. Okay. So you could go to the city of Samaria Mm -hmm. and then the region around it became Samaria and those people became Samaritans. And they held to this really unique, weird belief. Of? Uh, sort of Jewish, but really mingled with other gods. Right. Sacrifices and altars. And it was a real hybrid. Like it, yeah, it was really different. Interesting. Yeah. So they weren't truly Jewish. Right. And they figured they, they were allowed to worship on their, at their temple on their hill. They didn't have to go to Jerusalem. There was just different things that they, they practiced that really set them apart. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it just created this huge racial divide. Right. And when the Jews returned from exile from Babylon after their 70 years from Judah is taken away and then comes back 70 years later. And they were very intentional not to intermarry with the Samaritans. Hmm. So it sets this divide, right? Uh, Ezra and Nehemiah come back and they're like, don't pollute yourself with those who don't know who they are. Interesting. So it sets up this divide and it was very intentional. It was like, you don't want to pollute your belief. You're not, you don't want to compromise. And that's the, it's throughout the Bible in the old Testament. You're going to see that the children of light and the children of darkness is this theme. And God doesn't want his children, his, his people to intermarry because it, it weakens you. It, you start to believe what those you love believe hmm. because it, it's painful when people you love, don't believe what you believe and don't practice what you practice. And so you compromise and then you change your belief system and then you lose your love for God because that devotion's broken. So that's okay. where it all comes from. I went way off. Mm-hmm. I know. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> you uh, like a, you got that glazed overboard look like, okay, stop, yeah. stop around. It's all right. Um, what else? I don't know. You you mentioned the shepherd. Yeah, I thought you that were, they talked about. Uh, he doesn't mention it twice, right? <clears throat> I can't remember exactly the scenario, but uh, basically he talks about the always teaching, and he like says, "Oh, like if you have a sheep wander off, like would what would you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I would go get it." You what about the other ninety nine sheep? It's like, oh, I would leave them. Like I need to go get that one sheep, and then I'd bring it back, and I would rejoice with everyone, and we'd be happy, and we'd be excited for. For that sheep, we wouldn't be um, rejoicing the ones who didn't leave. We'd be rejoicing the one that we found. And it's just a really like uh, interesting perspective when you apply that to people <laughs> and like the people that surround us in our life. Because I think we often want to be praised for being a good Christian and for not doing the wrong thing, and we want to punish those who maybe had gone astray and um, wandered down the wrong path. And instead of um, going after them, no matter the cost or the risk, I guess, 
and rejoicing when they come back. Mm. And that's like a really hard, I guess, like, I guess like, is it like, I, I was thinking like, is our tendency to forget that one? Is that like, what's that driven by? Is that some sort of like sinful nature that's driving this like, um, desire or tendency to, um, leave the one alone? Like, oh, well, for the good of the group, we'll just leave him. We'll just like, let them go. Like they can do their own thing. We shouldn't chase that. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting to think about because I think I, I it probably stuck on me because I I am guilty of this pretty often of like not chasing the one. And I mean, there's definitely times where I thought to myself like it's not necessarily applicable this analogy or this parable, but there's definitely lots of times that it is. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, yeah he's really talking about how the lost sinner comes back to heaven. Right. Right. And, and how he's come to pursue the lost. And mm-hmm. I think we, um, and, and when he finds that lost person or that lost sheep, you know, he picks them up and carries them back to the fold Yeah, and brings them in with, with caution and gentleness, but also with celebration. Yeah. And I think we, we try and interpret that then in many ways and apply it. Uh, but I don't think it's about, it, it doesn't apply to every situation. I don't think no. it's not about a job application or it's not about <laughs> how we see our staff at this, in the summertime, but it is about those that, uh, you know, we see and we, we love and they wandered away. We want to gather them back and let right. them, and bring them back. I wonder if too, if it applies to um, Jesus's approach on like, what he's coming to do coming for those who are lost and who need him versus coming to those who like the Pharisees, for example, like are the 99 to the Pharisees represent the 99 and everyone else is the one. Um, and like, he's coming to, to chase those who need him and don't know him. Not those who think they've got it all figured out kind of thing. Yeah, it's exactly that. And yeah. and he's also coming to find those that want to be rescued. Well, that's who. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. I've wandered away and I'm lost and I need rescue. I just, I have no power anymore. Yeah, and and it's at that point where we actually allow Jesus to become our Savior. Well, I'll let you become my Lord because I can no longer do it on my own strength. Mm-hmm. When I've been rescued, I find I often wrestle now with letting Him be Lord of my life. Mm. I want to be my own Lord. I got out of my situation, and I'm now back in the fold, and I don't need to listen anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when I can wander away again. And uh, I don't want to wander away. I want to stay within the, within the fold and with, with Jesus. And I think you're right. I think you're right that it's about those he's pursuing that, that need rescue and want rescue. Yeah, it was a really an interesting dialogue how he did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't him teaching as much as asking questions and letting people share their experience. Yeah. The same with the farmer, same with like plowing a field and planting seed and yeah, that was another one I liked um, too was the, the planting the seeds and sowing for generations it was really interesting. And, and the disciples, you can see them over and over again. They have it wrong. They want him teaching. Yeah. They want to keep moving. They have it trying throughout this episode. They're trying to set a plan. We need a plan. Yeah, man. Do they ever sound like us? We need a plan and yeah. I need to know what's happening next. And I need to know what's next. And I need to know I'm what's trying next. To control what's going on. So what's much. Happening. 
and uh, and they they end up at this house with this this poor people and the the husband's broken leg didn't heal right, and you know the wife and the daughter and they're they don't have anything mm-hmm. and they're having a they bring this food and they have a feast and it's not what the disciples expected at all. Mm-hmm. It's so fantastic. And they're sitting around the fire and he's and the wife's like, so what are you here for? And he's like, I've come to teach the good news of the kingdom of God. And she's like, is it now? And he's like, no, not on this side of heaven. Like I came to preach that, that God is pursuing you and you can have a relationship with him and that he wants to set all things right. Mm-hmm. And someday that'll happen. But while we're here and on earth, there'll be sorrow and heartbreak and broken bones and broken hearts. And he's like, I can't, we're working towards that. It's like the kingdom of God is here and now and also working itself out here and now. Right. And I, and I really love that, that especially because we're going through this time of sorrow and brokenness and broken hearts. Oh man, so much. And you can see that hope. And yet that's exactly what he has. He has hope. There's, there's miracles that happen in this brokenness. Mm-hmm. There's, there's rejoicing and, and goodness and, and a call. He's, his call isn't to just to do something different or to leave behind what you have. His call is to love God and follow his word in that time. Right. And again, it's that follow his word, that, that idea of the word. And um, that coming back to scripture, we'll find Jesus. Mm. And, and we'll find God's purpose and kingdom. Even if, like, it's, it's, it's remarkable. They only have five books of the Bible. We have 60, 66, 60, whatever. Whatever number. Terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> I should know that. I think it's 66. We have all of it. Even the Jew, like the Jewish Old Testament was 40 books. And you're like, they have those 40 books. But right. when they get to this temple or this there's five. synagogue, there's five books. And they're so proud of them. Like, look, we actually have five of these. Yeah. And, and John is just like, well, where's the rest of it? She's like, this is what we have to work with. Verse five. <laughs> yeah. So where, where do we start in the beginning? It was really, it was really mm-hmm. fun. Um, yeah, it was a really fun episode, but it really, I thought, resonated to a lot of our situation and time right now of right. finding Jesus and trying to reason with people that don't want to believe and that we think are obstinate and are against us and um, just choosing to love them and share with them regardless, not deciding who is worthy, but letting God just rescue them. And it's, it was a, Really neat thing, but yeah, especially that idea of sorrow and, and heartbreak. Man, that's tough. Mm. We just want it fixed and we want it fixed now. Yeah, it was a good episode. I thought it really resonated into our discussion this week because uh, it was a springboard to where I, I wanted to kind of go. Is like, it seems like so much has, has been lost again mm. after we just were so close to having yeah. normal, normal normal events and normal life and, and somewhat like, Oh, talking about camps for the summer and I, I shut her down. Sh- everyone <laughs> shut her down. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, it's just, um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's that broken bones and broken hearts, the side of heaven. And mm-hmm. how do we, how do we have hope? And yet Jesus is like, oh, there's this great scene where he wakes up in the morning, the next morning, and he just wakes up and smiles. And he's like, a miracle has happened. And someone's having a really good day right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. I need to wake up that way in the morning. Isn't James like, what, you can do that without even being there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't believe you did that when you're not even there. And it's just like, I need to wake up with that silly grin in the morning and just be so grateful for the miracles that are happening in other people's lives. Because they are. Like, right. it's not. Even that I wake up in the morning is a miracle. I'm so grateful. And yet I just take it for granted and I get up and I make coffee and I have coffee. I'm so glad for that. And all these little things. I was like, man, we need to just wake up in the morning and smile and be grateful for the miracles in somebody else's life. What a different approach that'll be for our week. (laughs) Yeah. If I go through the next week with that in mind. That'll be be tough, but it's a good challenge. It is such a good challenge. Like that's your challenge this week. Wake up in the morning and just be grateful for somebody else's miracle. Holy crap. For what we have instead of what we don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take this week and just pray miracles into people's lives. I don't know what that looks like, but I don't know. Guess I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it. And maybe, like, as, as people, we can just start to pray that way into people's lives. Yeah. Like pray for the miracles. For me, like this week, I've seen. Um, so we're putting together Timothy training. We're going to mm-hmm. run it this spring. It's a small group, and we're all going to live together at the camp, and we're going to do that through May. Mm-hmm. And trying to find teachers, I was like, "Oh God, where am I going to find people to help me uh, teach this spring?" But I've just seen people come and say, "Yeah, I want to be a part of this, and I really am excited to teach out of my passion and teach out of my learning and." teach out of my knowledge. And to me, that's a miracle. Right. Like we're finding these things and they're coming together and it's really exciting. That's been awesome in my life this week. Um, yeah. Uh, camp update. So I guess on that note, we don't really have an update. Honestly, there's no, like, there's really nothing we can say other than just, maybe we need a be, trumpet intro. Just be patient with us. Be patient um, with me. We're not really sure what's happening yet because nobody tells us anything from the government or public health. Um, there are some light guidance um, notes on what like can happen under certain color codes, but obviously right now we're not in one of those. And um, what that would specifically mean for our camp and how we want to run things and where we're at in July and August, we're not sure yet. So who knows? We're gonna take it as we can and try and figure things out as soon as we can if you're unsure if you have questions just let us know if you applied as the cit we are working on the hiring process still um it's just been a crazy weird off season for us so and uh we were gonna do some interviews this month but now with the new restrictions we're gonna have to wait till probably first week of may so if you know anyone who was wondering about that you can let them know yeah it's, it's wild. We had this like color coded zones and then they're like, okay, so now we're in white. No, like, that's not on your list. Change them. Yeah, that's not even on your list. Yeah, 
yeah, it's been it's been interesting. So we're working on it. Hopefully, we can have you guys at the camp this summer. We're gonna do something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will figure something out. Don't you worry. Um, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Anything else we'll say? No, no. It's pretty exciting that um, here we are and things are happening and it's it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. God is good. Yeah, watch the chosen. It's on YouTube, or you can download the app. It's free either way. It's free. It's fantastic. It's very, very good. If you're watching any other show right now, watch this one instead. Yeah, it's really well done. And that's the only excuse you have for telling me you don't have time is if you don't have time to watch a single TV show or to consume any media <coughs> in stream. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really good. That's it. That's, that's all. That's it. That's all. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye-bye.